News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. So I've got good news and bad news. The good news is the Texas legislature is going to have to deliver conservative results this session if they want to be taken seriously. And that is due to so many of you. Texans, conservatives, who showed up and kept Republicans in control of the Texas House. The bad news is that the signals that keep getting sent to us are worrisome. Uh, And in fact, they indicate that many of the elected politicians in Texas actually endorse a status quo that is problematic to the advancing of conservative policies in the Lone Star State. The latest action taken by the Republican caucus was to elect Jim Murphy, as the Republican caucus chairman, over Matt Krause, who is a conservative Republican who actually ran on a record uh, of caucus chair, uh, a platform, would you say, that said that Republican priorities should actually come to the floor and that the Republican caucus should try to advance Republican priorities. This is a crazy idea, I know, but um, I'm going to just throw it out there. In fact, I think if you said this in the Republican caucus, they might just look at you like you're from Mars, but you could say, hey, crazy idea. If Republicans control the legislature, we should pass Republican policies. I know it's out there. Sounds a lot like what the Democrats do, but maybe we should try it. Okay. In that election, you had two options. One was Matt Krause and one was Jim Murphy. Uh, We don't know what the vote count was. Some people have said it was close, but the truth is it's kind of a weird thing. The caucus doesn't say how many people voted for what candidates. They just say this person won. There was a very questionable election for vice chairman when Andrew Murr and Jim Murphy ran against each other where Jim Murphy won and nobody knew even what the vote count was. So this is not something that breeds trust within the Republican caucus, but that's fine. Jim Murphy got elected. He is the chairman of the Republican caucus. So for those of you who don't know Jim Murphy, he is a state representative from the Houston area. I've known him since he came into the legislature. In fact, I was 17 years old, his very first session. I was an intern in the office of Nathan Macias, my dad, who was a fellow freshman state representative with Representative Murphy. Um, We are going to cut to a story that was done about two years ago regarding Representative Murphy Um, and his current situation as a state representative uh, and the ways he's used his office to profit himself. So we're going to go to this story and then uh, come back here in just a second. He is an elected official representing people living on Houston's west side, but State Representative Jim Murphy also has a second government job, one that pays him hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in salary and bonuses. The problem? Well, Channel 2 Investigates uncovered potential conflicts, and it made us ask, who is he really representing? Investigator Mario Diaz lays out the case, and he tracks down Representative Murphy to get answers. This must be a sweeps week. So, no, sir, it's, it's, a, it's a question and answer week, and I'm trying so to get to the bottom of it. Meet State Representative Jim Murphy. He has two taxpayer-funded jobs, one serving the 133rd District in West Houston, the other... Well, that's unclear. Are you a independent contractor, a consultant, a general manager? What are you? <laughs> no, I appreciate your interest, and, and really, I know you're working hard. And so, I mean, we have your contracts here, yeah. and there's a lot of interesting things in these contracts. 
Employment contracts between Murphy and the West Chase District, a government agency on the west side, shows Murphy banking over $26,000 a month. That's a whopping $312,000 a year. It also lists him as a consultant, even though the website clearly says he's the general manager. So what's the problem? State law says no member of the legislature may hold any other office or position of profit, except as a notary public. In other words, a legislator cannot hold another taxpayer-funded job. They showcase you throughout all of these websites and social media as the general manager. Right, right. No, that's the role I play. As Channel 2 Investigates uncovered, aside from his regular monthly fee from West Chase, in 2014, Murphy began receiving bonuses for securing funding, not for his constituents, but for the district that cuts his check. In fact, he can earn up to $6,000 if he's able to secure a million dollars or more from TxDOT for highway projects. And lucky for him, his job as a legislator grants him plenty of access to lawmakers and agencies in Austin. He's already gone. But when we tried what? to get access to Murphy at his West Chase office, he left through a back door, down 13 flights of stairs. Can't believe the state rep would go out the back door. I mean, he's faced tougher questions, I'm certain, up in Austin. I'm, it's a scheduling issue, Mario. 20 minutes later, we showed up to the address Murphy lists as his consulting company headquarters. It happens to be his home. I don't work for free, Mario. No, you work for $312,000 a year, and you're getting bonuses that you're admitting that you've been paid. Correct. Those bonuses paid from taxes collected by West Chase. Remember, he is also a representative elected to serve his constituents. But who are you representing at the end of the day if West Chase District gives you $6,000 as a bonus? You know, this contract is for these services. We're proud to provide them, and they're not in conflict at all with what I'm doing at the state. Representative Murphy, though, if you're getting $6,000 from the West Chase District, right. and your representative district bleeds into the other, who are you representing at the end of the day, sir? Well, I don't think there's any question. Who? Well, I mean, clearly, we're representing either the district when I'm doing district stuff, or the state when I'm doing state stuff. Funny thing about this is, Mr. Murphy and the district seem to be whatever they want to make themselves. We had Michael Wynn, a former federal prosecutor, take a closer look. It's a substantial amount of his compensation. Uh, depends on decisions of administrative agencies. You know, one has to wonder why in the world he's even in the legislature to begin with. In Austin, it took Bay Scoggin three seconds to sum up what we uncovered. Look, it's a tough thing to sell, and I don't think it's right. Scoggin is the director of Texas Public Interest Research Group, a government watchdog. How do the voters in Representative Murphy's district know that he is looking out for them here when he has the incentives based in here? I don't think that they do. Any common sense person knows that if you get a chance to make some money, you know, you're going to try and get that done. This is just not the thing that we elect our representatives to do. So how much did Murphy make in bonuses? He told me it was roughly $7,500 per year since 2014. In reality, these documents from the West Chase District show that he was paid $78,600 for achieving special projects. Mm. Now you can see uh, those special projects and the payment structure in Murphy's contracts that is under the 
investigate section of click2houston.com. We know that you have also been digging further into Murphy's job as a state lawmaker. This is true. He, by coincidence, happens to sit on the committee that oversees all of these special purpose districts, mm -hmm. the same one that pays him $312,000 per year, right. those type of districts. He is the chair of that committee. We're going to look into that story tomorrow. Hmm on um, the possible conflict. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, Mario. Mario, thank, thank you very you. much. Wow. Yep, that is your new Republican caucus chairman. Now, when this came out, uh, which I think every single one of our listeners and viewers can admit is a major problem. There was a number of uh, people that came out and, and questioned whether or not that was okay. Jim Murphy took quick action to try to figure out how to maintain the hundreds of thousands of dollars that he had coming into his own personal coffers from taxpayers from two different sides. Uh, and, uh, and now we're going to show you the second report that was done just a couple months later on that change. Channel 2 Investigates began asking the question in February, who is State Representative Jim Murphy really representing? The people of West Houston who elected him or the West Chase District, another government agency paying him more than $300,000 a year? Investigator Mario Diaz exposed potential conflicts of interest. Now his reports are getting results. Mario has Murphy's new contract and he's explaining why the state attorney general is being asked to weigh in. Republican State Representative Jim Murphy is no longer listed as general manager of the West Chase District. However, Channel 2 Investigates got a copy of his new contract and Murphy is still banking a fixed fee of more than $26,000 a month. Employment attorney Todd yeah. Slobin has issues with Murphy's claim that he's an independent contractor and not an employee. Usually, independent contractors could be on a case-by-case -case basis or a project-by-project -project basis. This just looks like a salary. Murphy's new contract appears to punch the box on several of the 20 factors used by the Texas Workforce Commission to determine whether or not someone is an employee or a contractor. Those include continuous monthly payments, reimbursement for expenditures, as well as the power to hire. The new contract states Murphy must receive the approval of the district before hiring any contractor. In most cases where you have an independent contractor, that independent contractor, if they have subcontractors, for example, they're completely in control of who they're going to work with. Slobin adds Murphy's new contract with West Chase is unique, outlining some of the services he's providing. You usually don't see the duties spelled out like this if, again, if you're hiring somebody to put on the roof, you're not telling them how or what they're supposed to do. They already know it. Murphy's new contract also states, this is not a contract for lobbying services and consultant shall not provide any lobbying services here under. This line is interesting because chair of the House General Investigating and Ethics Committee, Representative Sarah Davis, wants to know if Murphy violated state lobbying rules when he was the West Chase general manager. Murphy received bonuses for securing state money for West Chase projects. It doesn't smell good. I mean, it really doesn't. This was Davis back on March 22nd. Last week, she wrote two letters to Attorney General Ken Paxton asking for an opinion on whether state reps like Murphy can get paid to lobby one government agency on behalf of another, as well as an opinion on the distinction between an employee and independent contractor. 
Murphy tells Channel 2 Investigates his work is consistent with Attorney General Abbott's legal opinion from 2005. Nonetheless, the House General and Investigating as well as Ethics Committee has questions on this. And Murphy tells me he is currently only consulting for the West Chase District and the West Magnolia Parkway Improvement District. Mm. We're doing Andy. our math right. That's one district for over $312,000. Wow. That's a lot of money. A lot yeah. of money. All right, Mario, thank you. So, uh, hmm, does this seem like the kind of guy you want to be your leader? Um, you know, Matt Schaefer, state representative from Tyler, had an excellent quote that I keep using. I've used it for, I don't know, the last nine months. But he says, the behavior we tolerate becomes the standard that we set. And he said that in relation to Dennis Bonin's deceitful actions um, and corrupt actions that lost him the position of Speaker of the Texas House. And uh, actually, that is a perfect segue into our next highlight of who Jim Murphy is as a state representative. But I want you to think about the fact of, of looking through the last, you know, couple minutes of these stories that have been done on Chairman Murphy and soon to be, you know, caucus Chair Murphy. And think about the fact that state representatives, Republican state representatives, a majority of them Knowing all this said, that is who we want to lead our caucus. No concerns, no ethical concerns, no questionable uh, you know, decisions made by this guy. We're going to endorse that. In fact, we're going to elevate it. It's not just even tolerating it. The behavior we tolerate becomes the standard that we set. No, what about the behavior that you elevate? That's definitely the standard you're setting, by the way. So if anybody doesn't think that we do have a culture problem in the Texas House, then you, know, you would have to be naive or you would have to actually enjoy the culture to the extent that you just wanted to cover it up and keep it uh, as it is in the status quo situation that it is. So, so many of our listeners don't know Jim Murphy or the Texas House or people like that, but you need to know that this is what's going on in your house, in your Republican house. So... Rewind, a recording came out about Dennis Bonin. In fact, Michael Sullivan accused Dennis Bonin of, uh, actually, I should say, accurately accused Dennis Bonin of being a lying, duplicitous individual. I don't call him a leader because he didn't display leadership. He displayed selfish, self-centered behavior. And at that time, Michael Sullivan said, hey, I'm not going to release the recording publicly, but I am going to allow state legislators to come listen to the recording to see or say whether I am accurate or not. And uh, it, legislators began to come in to a law office in Austin and listen to the recording between Speaker Dennis Bonin and Mr. Michael Quinn Sullivan. And many of them came out of that meeting and said, well, there really were two different responses. Some state legislators came out and said, this is a problem, this is wrong, Dennis Bonin has lied to us, which was the truth. Some went in and just came out and were quiet about it. And the truth is those people are, you know, kind of par for the course in the legislature, right? They might have a problem with it, but they wouldn't want to say it. A lot of public officials like to act like private citizens, right? They want to get the benefits of being a public official, but not the accountability aspect of being a public official. So they wouldn't want to take a public stance on this situation. Might make them look bad. 
but not Jim Murphy. Jim Murphy was the one state representative that went in and listened to this recording and proudly went out and just blatantly lied about it. This is after all of these other news stations, right? So Jim Murphy says the focus of this meeting was the 2020 elections and to have empower Texans stop funding races against the Republicans. This is one of the things he says. Speaker Bonin and Chairman Burroughs made that point multiple times to bring the meeting back to the focus of the meeting, the 2020 elections. The speaker made it very clear that he did not want his organization, being Michael's, targeting Republican incumbents in primaries, period. Well, we now know that that's not true because the recording was then released. And I remember talking to several reporters after the recording was released who said, what recording did Jim Murphy hear? What did he listen to? Because it's blatantly false what he said. So not only does he have really questionable business dealings as a state legislator, not only is he taking hundreds of thousands of dollars from taxpayers and then actually getting paid bonuses if he's able to get TxDOT to give more money to the other taxpayer entity that he's getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to represent. And he's a state representative with influence over TxDOT and governing authority over TxDOT. That seems like a problem. But he's also willing to just blatantly lie, not only to his colleagues, by the way, because a lot of his colleagues hadn't heard the recording. So his statements here were lying directly to his colleagues, his colleagues that just elected him as chairman of the Republican caucus. But he also lied to all of Texans. Every single Texan that could read this story on the Dallas Morning News, Jim Murphy just blatantly lied to. So, this is the Republican caucus. Is that a problem? Should you be concerned? Probably. What's the good news? There are conservatives in the Texas legislature. The good news is there is going to be a conservative agenda this session. Republicans have been given a mandate. Millions of Texans showed up and voted who had never voted before. And these people voted to send Republicans to the Texas House. And they voted for President Donald Trump because he kept his promises. He ran on something and he delivered it. And they showed up to vote for President Trump. They didn't show up to vote for their state representative, to be honest. Many of these new voters didn't even know who their state representative was. They showed up, they voted for the president, and then walking down the ballot, they voted Republican, 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 Republican. Because in their opinion, because of the top of the ticket and because the top of the ticket had kept his promises that he made, they trusted that Republicans would keep the promises that they are making. So we're going to have a conservative session. The train is leaving the station. And I really hope that legislators are ready to deliver on those results. But if you are someone who is concerned, if you are somebody who would like to know what's going on and what signals the Republican caucus is sending, you should know that the recent election of Jim Murphy is a really troubling signal. Not just from a policy perspective, It actually goes beyond that. It goes to an ethical perspective. It goes to a conduct perspective. It goes to a fiscal responsibility perspective. It goes to an honesty perspective. The caucus is not sending a signal that they want to have an honest session or that they want to have honest communication with you Texans. Jim Murphy already goes out publicly and lies to people in public all the time. And now he's going to be the voice of the Republican caucus. So should you believe the statements that the Republican caucus makes? You should probably take them with a grain of salt. 
Should you think that the Texas Republican caucus is pushing ethical behavior throughout the legislature? You should probably question that. Does that mean that all legislators are unethical? Absolutely not. Does that mean all legislators have problematic business dealings? Absolutely not. But does it mean that when they knew that one of their own colleagues had some really serious issues, they elevated him to leadership? They lift that kind of stuff up. That is the culture problem in the Texas legislature. Pancho Navarez said, Pancho Navarez is the Democrat state representative who got caught with some cocaine at the airport and resigned, went to rehab, comes out, and in AA, they teach you brutal honesty. And Pancho's a pretty straight shooter. He was honestly a pretty straight shooter in the legislature, but one of the things he admitted in his open letter was that he had, he not only was a dynamic, charismatic, impressive person, but he had a propensity or an ability or a skill set to color outside the lines, to operate in the gray areas. And he said the behavior like his was rewarded in the legislature. Now, you might think that if a Democrat state representative who's now sober says, wow, the Texas legislature rewards bad behavior, that's the culture of the Texas House. That enough legislators would go, wow, maybe we should not be rewarding this type of behavior. Maybe we shouldn't be a house that says, who are the people who color outside the lines? Let's lift them up in leadership. And maybe once even a Democrat state representative comes out and says that, there's enough of a pricking of the conscience to go, wow, maybe we need to rethink the way we're operating in the Texas House but not for a majority of Republicans in the caucus, unfortunately. So that is the biggest piece of news you need to know this week. There's a lot of other stuff going on and we'll come to you with more of that. I hope this Advent season is a blessing to many of you. I hope the Christmas season is a time where you're able to anticipate the coming of the King. Um, and I hope and pray that the Texas legislature at some point this session wakes up, that Republicans in the caucus can think for just a second that maybe they shouldn't be rewarding unethical, deceitful behavior. The truth is the behavior displayed by Dustin Bros and Dennis Bonin are par for the course in the Texas House. And it seems like the legislatures want more of that, which is really unfortunate. The good news is scoreboard's the scoreboard. And at the end of the session, we're going to know whether or not they actually listen to the voters that came out. Because even a bad legislator can deliver good results if they believe that they need to, and they do need to. I hope you have a blessed week. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.